1: Been talking about not doing an intro. Yeah. Yeah. Riddle me,
0: piss boys. Stop! No! Come on! 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 I'm actually, I am, I've been editing this show for ten fucking years without complaint. Uh-huh. I'm not going to. I, 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 simply won't allow this to happen. Like I can, I'm playing the card that I feel like I am owed. Yeah. For that extra work and saying like that this won't, this yeah, won't be yeah, the show. You no.
1: Know, yeah. I know. I know. But riddle me, piss boys. Justin, can is you make, Justin, cold? will you talk to him? My name is Justin McElroy, my brother, my brother meets, and you for the much, yeah. I'm your oldest brother, Justin, Justin McElroy. McElroy. I'm, I'm the
0: original master. Travis. That's true. I'm, I'm a sweet baby brother, uh, Griffin McElroy. And Travis, can I say something? You're obviously yeah. trying to be quiet so as not to wake up a young person, and <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Yeah, there's something even fucking worse. worse about him. It's worse. It's worse. It's
1: worse. It's worse. He's it's, like he's in my ear, I hate my, it. Me piss needs riddled! No, that's nothing. That's riddle nothing. me hey, piss, piss me riddles!
0: We've never really gotten in, into what that title means, but does the riddle master riddle urinate in some sort of bowl that then we're supposed to splash around? What's up with that, Trav?
1: When you get the answer correct, I, I piss a little. Okay, sweet man, fuck yeah. Let's do it, now I'm on board. This one was sent in uh, by Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. If a chicken says all chickens are liars, is the chicken telling the truth? No, next question. Well, I'm gonna say yes. So certainly we've <laughs> broken your spell, right? Cause he said no and I said yes. So the spell is broken. One of the correct answers is out there. Answer, chickens cannot talk. That's actually a pretty good riddle. That's actually a good Why, it? Is it? Because yeah, that seems like if you you walk up to two statues and one statue says, one of us always tells the lie and one of us always tells the truth. And I'm like, oh, I think the one on the right. And you're like, no, fuck you. Statues don't talk, idiot. Yeah, bud, that's a good solution to the
0: riddle because it's a little <laughs> brain twisty. And Trav, can I say something? This bit is fucking dead and
1: you just killed it because that I, was a good he, riddle. It, and now it, you're the asshole. Because chickens cannot talk is a good...
0: Maybe no, I think
1: I want to call bullshit because if you... If you say if in the riddle, you are creating a reality in which this supposition is true. If then, right? Mm -hmm. So it would be like me saying, if my Buick got into a car, a crash, no, would it still be drivable? And then you like thought about it, and then I would say, uh, the correct answer is, I don't have a Buick. And it's like, okay, but. We've already established the framework in which the if is true. Thank you. So the if assumes that the chicken is talking. I what don't it should say is if a chicken says all chickens are liars is the chicken telling the truth? Answer. Chickens cannot talk and you should probably seek help. Like that that then then what you've established is I know that you think that that chicken said all chickens are liars, but my friend, chickens cannot talk and I'm worried about you. Can I can can I just Dip in here real quick to assuage the audience's fears and
0: concerns and say that that Justin Well, you're going to
1: assuage the audience's fears and concerns. I'm going to go take a nap. I'll be back in 45 minutes once you address all these concerns.
0: Justin does have a Buick. He's always talking about his big, beautiful Buick Enclave. And I just, and I know people when they said, when Justin said that, you were like, wait a minute, has he been lying about his incredible Buick Enclave this whole time? And I just want you to know that was, Justin, say, say psych. Psych. Thank,
1: Thank you. All of that psych. fan art would have gone to waste. Of you riding around in your big fucking Buick, hanging big, out the- big, beautiful oh, Buick. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant the fan art where people drew Justin as a big, beautiful Buick Enclave. Oh, that's Any fan art in which I am not depicted behind the wheel of my big, beautiful Buick Enclave is actually non canonical. Yeah. Yeah. It is only canonical if I'm like in in the Buick Enclave with tunes blasting. Yeah. I I got the pedal to the uh, uh, sort of halfway to the metal at a safe speed.
0: Yeah. I saw a piece you
1: you have a cold brew waiting for you at home. Yes. when you will not
0: be driving, and that's hard to depict an object yep. that that is that far away. But Juice, one time on Tumblr, I saw you driving a Chevy Cruise, and Ooh. I reported it. I yeah, reported, it, and the in user jail now the user yeah. was promptly arrested.
1: Yeah, I love I love driving my big beautiful Buick. Yeah, we you know, know. One, one thing. I do is that I leave the passenger side airbag inflated so I can sleep in there because oh, I cool. never want to leave it. Yeah, it's nice. That's Your family a fucking... does miss you, by the way. Uh um, family should be a Buick. But Sydney called me ac- and affection. And told me to ask you to please come inside from the garage. You've just well, been recording in the Buick and eating in the Buick and Well, well does Sydney have a Hemi? <laughs> you know, I haven't asked. Does she go Hong Kong when she talk? No. No. She get 18 City 26 Highway? No. no. Is she a mid sized luxury SUV? No. She's not my beautiful, beautiful
0: Buick would you, Travis, what would you say, just a guesstimate, Sydney's towing capacity is? Is it 1,500 oh pounds?
1: Is it oh, 1,500 pounds? Oh no, not pounds? even close, Probably not. No way. Maybe 1,200? Jeez.
0: Just another way in which Sydney doesn't really measure up to the 2020 Buick Enclave.
1: I love my children, <laughs> but uh-huh. what they don't have is a refined powertrain. That's true. It's that yeah. is gonna give you a gentle ride. They have very little space for cargo, also. But, Justin, can your Buick give you a hug? Uh, you're missing the point, oh, Travis. You don't
0: understand, Travis, the Buick has this smart slide second row that makes room for all the big <laughs> groceries Justin <laughs> buys every week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do my Did my kids get called by U.S. News and World Report a car? They did it, right? <laughs> uh-huh. So no, they're not a car. They're not my big, beautiful Buick Enclave. I guess that's true. Uh, (laughs) The 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 saddest irony is I bought this big, beautiful Buick Enclave to tow my family around, right? But the Buick Enclave became a found family for me. I have connected myself to it in every available porthole and sort of orifice, car yeah. a car orifice that I that it possesses. I am turning myself into a matrix like human. Now it is not a Toyota Matrix, with- Justin. It is a big, no, beautiful Buick enclave. Right. That's a good point. Thank you. So this is like in Lawnmower Man, except instead of connecting yourself to a lawnmower, you're connecting yourself to a car. Yeah. It's not a lawnmower. It's a beautiful I know. Listen, I know. 2020 Buick enclave. Now, what if your children ask to get in the Buick with you?
0: Oh, there's a whole delousing process. That It's like the Andromeda strain. They have to walk through a sort of um, antiseptic goo. They yeah. wade through that. Because um, um, I will say about this about the Buick Enclave, the interior stains like hysterically easily. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I sneezed in there, and there's been a sort of beige spot on the passenger seat that I just can't, I just cannot get rid of. And you now know listen, well, my when that kids happen? are gonna have.
1: If my kids want to sit in my big, beautiful Buick Enclave, they're gonna have lots of options. There's three rows, first class seating hey, sure, in this sure. spot wow Wow. Yeah, with a chest, got that chestnut interior. And, oh, uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, really yeah. nice. It's a beautiful, I mean, they have so many options, except the option to come into the car and sit in it. Yeah. In dad, he, they can't sit in daddy's new wife, is I guess what I'm oh, saying. Okay. But you... wife is so reductive. Uh-huh. Yes. Because it's also like my father. And it's uh, also like yourself. This car is everything to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what you can't get with a Buick Enclave? What? Within six feet of me. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I don't get out of the enclave. Okay. Oh, I see. Uh, we, it's a it's we, a
0: large it's a large vehicle, I
1: think once you once the dining room is reopened at McDonald's, I'm just gonna drive my <laughs> enclave straight into it. <laughs> This is probably a bad time to mention this, but this week's episode There's no is- bad time in my Buick Enclave. Time has no meaning. This There's got a su- uh, Let me uh, let me open the sunroof so I can use the included sundial to tell what time it is, and then I'll tell you if it's a bad time for this. This week's episode is sponsored by Ford. Wow, <laughs> that is uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh. I guess we better start well, anyway, I've got this new uh, 2016 Ford Explorer. That's really uh, it makes me want to barf saying good things it. about Ford. It makes I can't me, do it. I really want to do a. Th- I really want to throw up. Uh, the 2019 Ford Fiesta. Do not throw up in the Buick. No, I would never.
1: It's got yeah. this. I can't, guys. I can't stop talking about my beautiful car. It's yeah, got no. a three point six L V six S I D I with VVT. Whoa! Whoa.
0: I'm, I'm, I don't want to tell tales out of school, and maybe I'll have to cut this out. But I feel like if the if your big beautiful Buick enclave, oh boy, you'
1: saying it is makes me happy and sad. because get it out your mouth.
0: Yeah. The the if it drove. Right at a 2019 Ford Fiesta in a parking lot, even you're backing up, you're not looking where you're going, you're gonna crunch one of these like a Bigfoot monster car. Uh, so this is a this thing's a tin can, it won't protect your family like the Buick Enclave. The Buick Enclave will die for you and your family. (laughs) The Buick
1: Enclave. I'm talking about 0% APR for 84 months, guys. Yeah, These deals out. are wild. That's a steal, Justin. You're basically taking the Buick from the dealership at that point.
0: And Justin, tell me about the curves and what they do, how they satisfy you.
1: The curves. Oh body. boy, they got you can get a personalized look. They got enhanced what? functionality and utility. <laughs> There's assist steps if you want to go that route away. No They got universal tablet holders to rear seat entertainment. All kinds of great options to keep the kids occupied. Not that my kids are allowed in it.
0: Right. I don't... I Listen, I don't want to burn myself out talking about the Buick. Because, listen, we have a lot of weeks of us talking about the Buick ahead of us. They got...
1: Listen... You buy accessories for this thing online, mm. mm-hmm. you're going to get free ground shipping. You know why? Cuz everybody at Buick loves driving around in the Buick so much, they take it as a as a delight, as a treat to drive to West Virginia to hand deliver it cuz that's more time they get in the Buick.
0: I do say, I will say, I know I just sponsored the idea of moving on, but I will say I love it when you buy a Buick at the Buick dealership and every time you do, everybody celebrates because yeah. they know how happy the Buick is going to make you because it makes them so fucking happy too.
1: They said, they get, I had a Briss mm-hmm. the oh. first time, a traditional Briss uh-huh. the first time that I bought a Buick. In and definitely. then when I came back three weeks later for another Buick, they said, it's time for another Briss. Now, wait, and I on. said, I don't know how we're gonna do it twice. That's I'm I want the Buick for sure. They said okay, so you do want the Buick. You can't have a Buick without the Brist. That's what I that's what I have been told. you Worth just gonna drop the piece of information, Justin. Do you own two big beautiful Buick enclaves? It two two in the East Wing. Yes. Oh, okay. There are two East Wing Buicks because one was lonely. Oh, okay. Yeah of course Yep. And I, I am buying them a son.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, a third a, one. A Buick son, yeah. That
1: Yes, it is their adopted son. They, sadly, cannot reproduce independently. I have yeah. to buy a new Buick to suit their needs. So I guess just
0: like, I'm fucking disappointed in you for saying you didn't own a Buick. Like, how could you even joke about shit like that?
1: Yeah, like, yeah. It, there's nothing funny about Buicks, as we've proven. I, I just uh, I just love this big, big car. So this is an advice show, uh, and we help people. And here's our first question. Brothers, I am 25 years old. I have a college degree, and I have never eaten a pickle. I haven't been actively avoiding pickles. I've just never gotten the urge to chow down on one of those tiny, crunchy guys. At this point, I want my first pickle experience to be something special. Oh. How should I spend it to make my first real pickle-eating experience something to remember? Keep in mind, I'm allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, gluten, milk, and bees.
0: I mean, the good news, Jimbles, That's Jimbles. Uh, the good news is that none of those things are traditional pickle components. Oh, wait,
1: they say bees. Never, <laughs> never mind. Shit. Now, I'm th- glad they got out ahead of those allergies, because my first suggestion was obviously going to be a milk-dipped pickle. Yeah. Because that is... <laughs> Covered in nuts. <laughs> cover it. Cover it in nuts. In nuts. Now, um, here's... here's This is a good... Okay. 25, right? 25 years of built-up pickle energy. Yeah. You don't want to just, like, pop open the, the, like, jar, sit down at your coffee table by yourself, crunch into a Vlasic and then just like, I don't know, doing nothing, right? It could kill you. It could could actually kill you you that. But I'm saying like, is that really what you've been waiting 25 years to do? Or is it like, we've built, this moment is 25 years in the making. Yeah. Yeah, How are we going to make sure that you set it apart? Because listen, after this, when you have your second pickle, that can be nothing, right? Your second pickle can be like, oh, it was on the burger and I didn't even notice. But your first pickle, that's special. Can we cool. I want I want to raise a red flag on this one, just to sort of get it out there. You're allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, gluten, milk, and bees. Mm-hmm. Are you real, real sure you're allergic to pickles? Yeah. Like, how confident are you that you're not allergic to also pickles? See, I, mean, I was gonna say know. that you might not like them, but your point is way better. Yeah. You, yeah, you won't like them. They're foul, but Whoa. Sorry. Last episode, we talked a lot of mad shit about vegetables, and I was willing to let that slide, but pickles are great. Now, not ooh, not whatever those sweet pieces of shit are, but a nice dill, a nice crunchy dill. Oh, that's heaven, my friends.
0: I think one thing you
1: could Griffin do. settle it, make a ruling that we all have to abide by.
0: About whether or not pickles are good? Yeah. I like a little pickle. But like when I get served like a whole fucking pickle spear with my sandwich, I'm like this is wasteful. I just want like a bite of pickle okay, as an Okay, as let's, in a okay. Okay,
1: stop the show. Stop the show. I okay. need to talk about this. All right. Oh, I stopped Isn't my recording. Isn't it weird as you get to be an adult, there you learn about this secret class of food. <laughs> and it is between foods that you like to eat and foods that you don't like to eat, right? There's this weird subclass where it's like, I can eat a bit of this food, but too much of this food, and I don't like it anymore. Right. That's wild, but I get it, right? Like uh, I feel that way. You know the what I feel that way about mayonnaise? If 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 there's a, a thin kiss of mayonnaise right i do enjoy the a I little go crazy bit of the, for it yeah the wet. crazy for it but if somebody just slops it on there I, I it starts to make you wonder like maybe i don't like mayonnaise because it's very present and very assertive in this sandwich um that is I that like- is one of the hardest things about getting my toddler to eat is she's like oh, i don't think i like this and i'm like Oh, what I wanna say is like, that's fair. <laughs> but, like, okay, yeah, that's sure, yeah, sure. You're a human being with thoughts and feelings all your own and it's uh it's okay if you don't uh say enjoy I don't know, celery. That's fine. It is weird. It's weird. I feel I always feel compelled to give my kid a pass on like Charlie wouldn't eat cooked carrots a few nights ago. And I, she was like, do I have to eat these? I was like, absolutely not, they're foul. <laughs> they're gross. They're so disgusting, they're so gross. I like a cooked mushy. carrot. You, uh. I did. I don't care, Travis. <laughs> You're not her father, as I have to tell you weekly. I, I don't care how you feel about cooked carrots. I'm just saying.
0: Um, I wanna pitch this, and this is actually, this is a pretty good blanket solution to a lot of um, I don't like food, I don't like ex-food or drink questions that we get. And it's you get. Not a,
1: that this is one of
0: those, but go on. That's kind of one of those. It's they don't they, they're pretty sure they don't like them, or else they would have eaten them at this point. They're afraid of pickles. So like let's start there and move on. Uh you get a big jar of pickles and just uh-huh. that, and you go out bouldering in the lovely picturesque canyons of of Utah State, and then you have an accident and fall in a ravine and get your arm trapped. By a very heavy rock that you can't move or free yourself from the situation. <laughs> and you're going to spend some time there. I'm going to say slightly more than 120 hours. And, okay. and you, what's that in your pack? It's, it is the big jar of pickles. And after a while, like, you, are go- you and that jar of pickles are going to be fucking road dogs. Do you think of Aaron Ralston? had a big jar of pickles and didn't like pickles and was trapped in that fateful canyon, he would be like, oh, but I don't like these pickles. And he would smash them to the ground? Probably not. He would so, probably wait, get their Griffin, nutrients and like them.
1: What you're saying is <laughs> you cannot say you don't like a food if you would eat it rather than starve to death? Um. No, I'm not I I'm not putting labels
0: on it. I'm saying this is a good way. And then you get saved by the park ranger or, uh, you know, you do remove your arm with like a credit card or whatever the fuck um, and then you, you will be so grateful to pickles pickles will now be your, your, your favorite food five years from now we get an email like hey I can't stop eating pickles they saved my life in the, the picturesque canyons of Utah State um, and that by the way, did be... you guys did you guys know if you Google 120 something hours to figure out the name of the movie, you also you will find out it's 127 hours, and you will see the top Google question, which is is Aaron Ralston's arm still there? Which is so <laughs> cool. I love that. I love the idea of park rangers, like one of them, like they're just like two of them standing under a ravine, looking up at this arm, just like ah fuck, I don't know. Take your hat off. Can I throw your hat up at it? <laughs> nope, that didn't work.
1: Shit. Yeah. Do you think at an hour 126, he started to get sentimental? Like, I'm
0: gonna miss this.
1: This hasn't been fun through a lot of it, but (laughs) I can't believe I've only got one hour left of this.
0: Because he knew, he knew, he got trapped in there, and within seconds he was like, in 127 (laughs) hours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the
1: timer starts now. I'm, I'm cutting my way out of here. I want. I and you know, if it. he had made it to 128, he would have won that boulder. I I want to dig into. I haven't been actively avoiding pickles. I've just never gotten the urge to chow down I'm one of these tiny crunchy guys. I feel like pickles more than. I mean, literally any food. Pickles are the food that are like I open something, getting ready to enjoy it, and a pickle's like. I'm here too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I've already uh I already got your sandwich a little purr-a-mois sound. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> the water is fine. Like the pickle is I cannot tell you, there are so few foods that I can't think of actually any others where like you get a food and it's coming to you and then you open it and then a pickle is like, I have have also joined, I have come (laughs) along for the adventure of my lifetime. It it is like every restaurant when they were opening like every accidentally ordered some pickles. That's what I always think when someone like brings you your sandwich and chips and a pickle. It's like, okay, but this wasn't listed in the, like, in uh, the yes. menu, it wasn't like it comes with a random pickle. <laughs> I, I see your, the plate has chips, you would not want to forget me. I'd love to install in some of those beauties. <laughs> there's just there's just no way that you haven't had a pickle confronting you where right. you're just like, I don't know what to do with this, is it possible this you, weird salty garnish. You don't know what a pickle is and you've eaten oh. a pickle on a sandwich. But you didn't know, you were just like, that's just wet cucumber. I'll have that salty cucumber, yes please. <sighs> Maybe they
0: watched a, that funny Rick and Morty episode and they think that the Pickle has to be able to walk and talk and have a face and be funny. And Isn't say really Isn't that weird that he's not shit. called
1: Rickle? That's
0: funny too, Trav, fuck.
1: Yeah, I know, right? what a priming too. What a generous
0: concept, Pickle Rick. Can I do a Yahoo?
1: Yeah, I just do wanna say there's no fucking chance that Pickle Rick is not in the new Tony Hawk remake. Just 100% a hundred percent there right there, right now. Yeah, definitely happening. Do you think playable uh, here, character or oh yeah for sure for sure like an NPC? You get a quest from or I've never for played sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Johnny Hawk. Pickle Rick Baby Yoda. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know who else. Jared, Jared
0: fucking Jared Kushner. Jared um, <laughs> Kushner's
1: in there. He's playable,
0: <laughs> and he's <laughs> smoking, smoking weed, tricks. and that's like the thing, you know. Because he uh, Kush- all the tricks. Fucking Billy Crystal.
1: he's doing crystal Uh,
0: meth. Graham Roebuck sent this question in. Thank you, Graham. It's Yahoo Answers user Savannah who asks, and this is a good question. How do surgeons remember each step during surgery? Thank you. (laughs) How do they remember each step when they perform a surgery? Updated one day ago, but sometimes your brain can forget things and you can't always remember everything. Really walking us through the concept of the question there, but taking our hand. I appreciate that.
1: In the last two weeks... I have baked mm. six loaves of sourdough. Yeah. And each time, I have had to check the steps of the recipe. It's
0: fucking samesies with literally everything I cook. I have cooked a curry out of a box probably close to 100 times at this point in my life. Every time still, though, I get out that box like, how much water you put in it? I, should, I, I know it, but I'm so afraid to ruin dinner. And this is like ruining... A pancreas or
1: something, like a human pancreas. Now, Trav, you said you make six loaves of bread and you still have to look at the recipe. Correct. If a surgeon told me, this is the sixth one of these I've done, I don't need to look at anything, that wouldn't <laughs> fill me- six <laughs> is not like a lot, okay, if but you think uh, about it. Just in counterpoint, if you go in- and like before, you go in the the surgeon's like, I do need to set up a little like music stand here with some step by steps on it. I don't think you'd be like, cool, cool, let's do this, dog yeah, man, awesome, cool. That's why they have the fucking earpiece in. What? Right? You never noticed that? They got an earpiece. Uh, every surgeon has, and they got a There's a boss surgeon <laughs> telling them the different things they have to do, and occasionally ribald jokes. <laughs> Oh my god. And the mood is never. Uh, Here's right, the problem. T- Justin's married to a doctor. I have no idea if this is true no or not. Yeah. All
0: right, Dr. Bibbon. It's me, your favorite uh uh supporter. Sorry, Dr. Bibbon. Dr. Bibbin, and I'm here uh, on, on support, and this time I thought I would deliver the steps to you in the form of a very fun rap that I have written. <laughs> um So it goes a little something like this. Tracheotomy, not a lobotomy. Cut that throat and cross the moat. That's what I call the river of blood. (laughs) If you've made a river of blood, clean it up. Get it out,
1: they've died. (laughs) Oh, I skipped a step. (laughs) Oh no. There has to be a moment, right? Even if it's like your 300th time performing that surgery, that maybe you're like, it's like after you've driven a route a lot of times where like suddenly you're just home and you're like, I huh. Like Absolutely not. I hope to fuck you wrong. I hope to fuck <laughs> you wrong. You do I know what you're saying, Travis, and like point taken, but I absolutely hope you are a hundred percent incorrect. I-, Guaranteed that there are- I the last thing I need is the dude's like, hey. I know this gallbladder is giving you problems, but I'm putting this bitch on cruise control. (laughs) But that's the thing, right? There has to come a point where, like, it's an hour later and they're like, I did that one thing, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I definitely did. It's
0: a terrible picture you've painted, Travis. If I was a doctor, if I have to drill a hole in my house, in the wall Uh of a house to, like, put in a drywall anchor or something like that, I check my shit. Yeah. A hundred like I will have marked it with a pencil and have the drill bit up against it and stop and be like, let me just do the stud finder. Let me just check this again. Let me check this again. Because once I put this hole in my wall, that is going to be a hard thing to undo. I'm imagining me with scalpel on somebody's like arm or whatever, just like, and it is this arm, right? They wanted it on arm. There's something bad with arm. Okay. That is
1: imagine waking up. You were like you were put under for a gallbladder surgery and, and now you're waking up from the anesthesia and you're like, how did it go? And the doctor's like, you know, I didn't do it. I think I just need a little more time to get ready to just get in the right headspace. We're gonna do it tomorrow. I fucking chickened out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got in there and everything was so wet and Yeah, red, it was gross. I just bailed.
0: I had I'm a, sorry. I had a tutorial up on the YouTube, but our internet's being so weird today. <laughs>
1: It was really laggy and I was so gr- And then I got a pop up for like how to make the best pesto. And I was like, I do want to find out about pesto. And one thing led to another. And I went down a deep rabbit hole. And now you're awake. Oh, let me stir you up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> no, you, you, but they can't get mad at you. It's like, you, wait, you didn't know how to take out a gallbladder. And it's like, well, I sure as fuck knew better than like you would have done it at yeah. home. Yeah. Like it's definitely better than that. This I is did the- a better thi- job than you would have done. It's a thing that like at some point you are some surgeon's let's say third patient. Not their first cuz like that's scary right there. But they've practiced. They've done this. They had like their every surgeon has to have their first time without training wheels, right? Yeah, sure. Sure, I guess. But anyways, trust doctors, that is very trust important. Trust doctors,
0: it's a, it is important, but there has to be a first time, right? Uh, here's, here's a- here's a fixed- No, for, but we the, can- f- I,
1: I want to talk about this. What's okay. The, the first time- I think basically the way it works is like this. You have a big doctor, and there's a little doctor. Uh-huh, right. And at first, the little doctor is like standing on the big doctor's feet Uh and the big doctor's holding their hands and doing all the cutting for them right yeah and then they keep doing surgery after surgery and then um then just one time they like look behind them and they realize that the big doctor is now um in the bathroom now they're they're the big (laughs) doctor they slipped away in the night they're dead you're the doctor now. They were never alive. Oh, they were actually oh, a ghost shit. Whoa. in this one. In this one, they were a ghost. Holy but like, that's shit. a basic idea. It's basically like a the like uh, the bicycle, like learning to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. Like the big doctor is holding your waist, and then you uh, are doing the entire surgery. And you realize like they let go already, and you're just like still doing it.
0: But, but if you're not ready, then you just kind of scalpel, just rip. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I can't do it.
1: And then you yeah. fast forward to the big doctor walking the little doctor down the aisle and giving them oh. away at their wedding and then their first dance. And once again, the little doctor stands on a big doctor's feet. Oh my God. And they dance. It's, oh, that's lovely. good.
0: Yeah. Let me hit you guys with this solution to this problem that this Yahoo Answers user has pointed out for us. I think doctors probably forget the steps of surgeries all the time and need cue cards or whatever. Um, sure. And I think one way around that is if each procedure That could be done had just the one doctor that could do it and they're the only they're the only one so like if you need your tonsils out they would call Dr. Tonsil Dr. Tonsils and yeah. doctor and it's weird that it's a it's a weird coincidence that that was doctor's name but she would just roll up and be like hello I'm doctor tonsils I know I look like miss frizzle but let's get those bad boys out I've done this 659,000 times I have a big sack full of tonsils that I carry <laughs> around with me if your heart if you have a heart attack it'll be like uh oh call doctor heart attack and he would roll
1: up and be like I do a heart heart attack surgery I think that this is why you have uh, n- to be unfunny for a moment, I highly guess. trained like nurses and other doctors in the room so that when you skip maybe step six and seven, there's somebody going, hey, uh, you're gonna tie that off, right? <laughs> I, I mean, you probably, you were going to, you definitely were going to. I just wanted to say it. You're gonna tie that off, right? <laughs> Benefit of the doubt. Listen, we're not doctors. We have to make our money the honest way around here. We can't rely on. I consider myself big a bit of a podcast doctor. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, you handed me a business card here. Yep, that's what it says. <laughs> podcast doctor. Yep, that's a little bizarre. For I a while, I'd say doctor podcast, but that was misleading. I'm, so, I'm something of a joke surgeon, aren't I? Mm-hmm. I
0: get in there with my with my precision and my scalpel.
1: Justin, What's anything that? you'd like to add? Justin, yes. any sort of I'd funny like to, joke? I'd like to say this. Uh, let's go to the money night I'm a comedy anesthesiologist because my jokes put people to sleep. Hey, that's good, Trev. I mean, it's not. I wish they didn't. It wasn't something I was aiming for. <sighs> I want to tell you about Stamps.com. Can you get a little bit of enthusiasm? For I want to tell you about Stamps.com! Yes. No, this, this is cool. Do the whole thing like this. For all our sakes, we need to avoid crowds. Who's and this? Th- this is the guy who loves Stamps.com. Come up with a name. His name uh, is Roger. Don't say Dr. Stamps. Roger. Yeah. Rabbit. (laughs) Okay. No relations. spelled different. R-A-B-E-T, rabbit. And Roger is spelled- This ad sucks. Okay. (laughs) Okay, listen, we need to avoid crowds. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me, are you listening? We need to avoid crowds at all costs, any way we can right now. But what if you need to go to the post office? What if you need postage to send out a letter and package, don't worry stamps.com is here to help i'm smuggling this message out to you so that you know that stamps.com brings all the services of the u.s postal service right to your own home office or anywhere else you are hunkering down right now use your computer to print official u.s postage 24 7 for any letter any package any class of mail anywhere you want to send the government doesn't want you to know this but you can do it with stamps.com once your mail is ready You just leave it for your mail carrier or whoever your runner is, if you have like carrier pigeons, whatever, schedule a free package pickup or drop it in a mailbox. No human contact required. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. It's five cents off every first class stamp and up to 62% off shipping rates. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long term commitments. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in my brother, all one word. That's stamps.com, enter my brother. Stay safe, my friends. What'd you guys think? Good man. Good man. You got the job. Got me fucking hyphy. Uh, I want to tell you about Stitch Fix.
0: It's a box of clothes that will come to your house, uh, and you're gonna work with a a a personal stylist who is real, and you're gonna tell them what looks good on
1: you, what kind of uh, shapes you are. Hey Griffin, Uh, can I give you just a quick note? mm -hmm. Like, Like my okay for my ad, like I created kind of like a rich fiction. Sure. Of, like, sure yeah. this, what the situation was, kind of what my character was, like you could well, picture uh, me like th- in a foxhole.
0: But that's your thing, like the p- reason people like me and what I bring to the show is that like my guy like doesn't give a fuck, and people like oh, like could you people... play that up? Then I'm saying there's like a, a type of overachiever that like really goes for the type of vibe that you're laying down, but then there's a bunch yep. of like kind of cool like slacker, uh like stoner, fucking skeezy. I think you could slack
1: more. Then could you that give just, me a little more slack, please? Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll start over.
0: Oh <laughs> Clothes. I get it, but Stitch Fix is great for this. They you you're gonna tell a website what kind of shapes you are. Ugh. No, it's cool. It's whatever. And then a personal stylist. And that that sounds so, like, grown up. I get it. But it's, trust me, it's cash. They're going to set you up nice colors, styles, budget, and a $20 styling fee. <laughs> but it's credited towards anything you keep. Anyway, there's no subscription required, which is cool because we hate subscriptions, don't we? And they have shipping and returns. So you can get started today. So you can, the shipping and returns and exchanges are easy and free, like everything should be. Listen, cause I'm gonna get real now. There you need to get started today at stitchfix.com. Let me hold your shoes. And you will get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. You didn't just say 25% off, tell me you, you're fucking lying. Nah, I'm not gonna say psych on this one. Go to stitchfix.com slash my brother for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Fam, it's just one URL. You got this in you. Stitchfix.com slash my brother. Oh, we all use it. And that it. we all, I might say, we all have, have personal experience with Stitch
1: I'm fix. wearing Stitch Fix pants right now. And, wow, and I'm wearing Travis's Stitch Fix pants also. What? I'm in this pocket. Huh? Oh, hey! Hey. What's up? I'm also wearing your pants. Cool. Hey, Max Funsters, it's Jesse Thorne. This week on my public radio interview show, Bullseye, I'm talking with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock about creating Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt,
0: 30 Rock, and also just kind of why they're the best at everything.
1: There was a window of time when we would just go to awards things and pick up our prizes and party with the people from Mad Men. You can find Bullseye at MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Huh? Did that comes from my pocket. You, I, open your pocket. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> I, I want a munch. Squad. I want too much Squad. Do, 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 do. Welcome to Munch Squad, it's a podcast within a podcast. Within a pocket. Within a pocket. This is a throwback Munch Squad, which is a podcast mini series within a podcast, within a podcast. Uh, and where we talk about the the real latest, uh, because they are uh uh they're very old, they're very old ads because no one is making new food anymore, and the ones that are are depressing mm-hmm. and not funny anymore. They used to be very funny. Fast food chains, kids don't remember, but fast food chains used to do silly things, mm-hmm. and now uh, they just do boring things. Like if I go to m- one of my old sources. Here's the one of the one of the headers. Brewster's Real Ice Cream adds sweet and salty treats to menus. Right, that seems fine. Very first sentence of this press release is, "With the effects of coronavirus, COVID nineteen, still top of mind, creating new routines and traditions can be restorative." Hey, okay. are you just selling ice cream? or you because pr- I think you need to calm down. I'm trying to have fun over here with the Munch Squad. Yeah. So we are going to head on back, get in the Wayback Machine, April 16th, 2001. This is from Oliver, and I very much appreciate it. Arby's has appetite for adults. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, no. This this is maybe the sexiest Munch Squad we've ever done, so hang in there with me. With its adult positioning now established... Arby's is testing an advertising approach designed for mature audiences. <laughs> the quick service chain is once again tapping the star power of R&B crooner Barry White, only this time as a new character the company refers to as Appetite Man.
0: <laughs> Shit, Yeah
1: aimed at touting the crave appeal of the chain's menu, Arby's created... See, these days we say craveability. That's how far we've come in these 19 years. Arby's created a character it thought would represent how, quote, passionate, seductive, and discriminating a person's appetite might be. I know what you're saying. Is this the same person that's driving into Arby's? And the answer is yes, it is. (laughs) The appetite urges you to act on your real desires and not settle for ordinary fast food because your appetite wants the best. They don't finish the sentence, but I'm assuming it ends with thing that is available at Arby's. (laughs) The best thing that they have on the menu of Arby's. So what better personification of what the company refers to as, quote, passion, love, and seduction than Mr. White? The singer was also a natural choice since the company already had good results using him in its '99 campaign. This is fucking so wild that someone's like three years after the fact. Like, can we try Barry White again, and this time we call him Appetite Man? And that person got promoted. So
0: is the is the idea that you watch it and his singing makes you horny, but because you're watching an Arby's commercial? It's kind of a coin flip of whether you oh. will feel like wanting to have sex with a human being or wanting mm-hmm. to go eat
1: a beef and cheddar Max. Or both. Actually, in this in this specific um, situation, I have uh, the only... They describe what the ads they're making for test markets are, right? Okay. And these are... There's only one actual ad that they made with Appetite Man that I could actually find. Uh-huh. So we're gonna take 30 seconds to listen to that and then I'm gonna describe the other wild ones that they had in store. So here's this first. This is your appetite talking, and this is a tasty alert. You're not gonna believe this baby.
0: Right now, five Arby's roast beefs are just five ninety five.
1: Oh, that slow roasted beef. So tender, so juicy, and those sauces—that's what you want, baby.
0: Get five Arby's regular roast beef sandwiches for just five ninety-five, but not for long.
1: If you want the tasty, you gotta be hasty. Give in to your grown-up taste.
0: That's cool. I think that it is nice to know that for under six dollars, I could potentially permanently halt my entire gastrointestinal process. For the rest of my life, five RBC five of those bad boys. Five is and you're hey done. Barry.
1: Five is so it's, many. Oh my gosh, it's a lot. And there is no point in that commercial where he's like, and share them with a friend. <laughs> like it's just for me. I think the, to eat these five sandwiches.
0: If I put five of them in me, the organs inside me that make the poop happen would look at each other like, that's we that, that's it.
1: In the commercials, the soul singer invades people's lives with a Pavlovian timing to personify their hunger pains, first as a voice, then appearing in miniature in the amazed person's stomach. This is so fucking unfair that I don't have the, it's so, quote, there's a little berry in all of us, says Scott Lippett, exec VP, group account director on Arby's. In one spot, a man is driving his wife, obviously in labor, to the hospital. Huh. Suddenly, he hears Mr. White say, Hey, baby, we're in the mood for something tasty. Huh? The expectant father looks down at his stomach and sees Mr. White who says, this is your appetite, baby, you gotta give in to love. The dad-to-be now asks, but do we have time? The appetite man has the answer, (laughs) drive through. The spot closes with the wife driving while the husband eats. Wow. Oh, wow. Do you know how wild it is that in this spot, there's a man whose wife is in the passenger seat with a small baby in her stomach and then this man discovers that a small Barry White lives in his stomach. He's grown how, up. Is that, how is He's that grown played up. out? Do you think when he looks, the face, like, is it just CGI'd in? Or is it like Barry White's face is the stomach? It's practical. It's Barry White. I bet it's Barry White in a diaper, just like a big baby Barry White. Ooh, I think- a second effort takes a direct shot at McDonald's, Ooh. where Mr. White asks, which is very good. Mr. White asks, hey, baby. Why are you eating that clown food? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Get them. Sick burn, dog. So, uh, Appetite Man is is a campaign that I'm guessing they just chicken out on. Because everything's on YouTube and this is not. So, uh, that seems unfair to me personally. So, I don't think they ever actually went w- through with it.
0: Will you read the first line of the presser again?
1: Sure, bud. I'm happy to. With its adult positioning now established. By
0: what? Like what? What the fuck did they do? Did they establish their adult positioning with the headline of this press release, or were they doing, or were they like sexing it up a Whoa, little? Actually,
1: bit? let's drill down on this for a second. Yeah, <laughs> with its adult positioning now established, Arby's is testing an advertising approach designed for mature audiences. So what? Uh, what is happening? Are you saying that adults love it so much that we're just going to make? Sexy ads for adults now? Well, is that the way it works? If I may take it one step further and go before the comment, was there a time where people were like, "Arby's, that's only for kids. That's kid. That's a a three quarter pound pile of meat. That's just for kids. Arby's <laughs> is for kids. I'm, uh, <laughs> that's kids stuff. What kind of grown adult <laughs> would
0: eat Arby's? Us, us ups like thick slices of beef. <laughs> kids. Tissue paper me, thin. Give me Get a slab. The- what are no you talking thanks. about? I want a My- fast food restaurant that sells cigarettes.
1: My five-year-old nephew, Gorfus, loves Jamocha shakes. <laughs> Those curly fries? Too whimsical. Mm. They put them around their fingers. That's why they make them curly, so fucking kids can do that. Gross. I want adult food for a man. Yeah, give me some horny food. <laughs> 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 I have horny adult food cravings, and Arby's with its Thin slices of meat can't satisfy it. I have a dark passenger that craves them meaty slabs that I can really bite into. Fucking motz sticks? They might as well be pacifiers for babies. Because I'm an adult and I don't eat that kind of shit. Now what's this? Barry White likes it? Hmm. Well, hold on now. Now Hold on. If my favorite singer... (laughs) If my favorite singer in 2001, Barry White, likes Arby's, maybe he wouldn't throw in with some fucking kid food. No. This is food for grown I trust adults. Trust him. He knows sex. This is a sex. passion project by Mr. White. Emphasis on the passion. There I know lots of places to fuck this sound. <laughs> Look at it. Put it anywhere. Um, Barry, that's I that would... just stick to the copy, Barry. <laughs> Listen, when you stack up this many slices of (laughs) delicious roast beef, the odds are somewhere on it, it will look like genitalia. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Barry, if you could just read, it's the guy's driving his wife to- uh, I got one of the the sesame seeds from the buns right in my pee hole. If that's not (laughs) sexy, (laughs) baby, I don't
0: know Slather it up, slather that up in horsey sauce, and oh, nope, the tanginess of the sauce does not feel good.
1: No, Mr. White, please, it just says drive through, baby. Let me rub your feet in juice. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> now you're actually doing that to me. oh um, uh, yeah, baby, Mr. White. I am sexual, very Arby's. comfortable, sexy Arby's food. Um, Arby's is still for adults and kids alike, <laughs> and I really appreciate them sponsoring this episode. It's a co-branded <laughs> episode between them and Buick. We only had no, we couldn't get calendar. Buick. Mm-hmm. We got couldn't get Buick. Board.
0: I would. Fucking put a stick of dynamite in my car and blow it up, and never have it again. To eat one beef and cheddar right now, I'm looking at a picture. I'm confronting an enormous picture of one right now.
1: I have a cheap Kill Bill replica sword my friend got me at an anime convention a few years ago, but due to neglect slash terrible craftsmanship, it has started to fall apart. It's not sharp, but it is a real sword. Are swords recyclable? Is there something better I can do with it? That's from Katana Katie. Woof! Uh, what kind of maintenance is one supposed to be doing to the Kill Bill sword that their s- friend got them? Cause I have- Sword oil. Oh, <sighs> I have not been doing that. <clears throat> um, That's one thing you learn about being an adult is that almost everything that you take, like anytime you start Googling about how to, almost every adult thing Requires some sort of regular oil and lubrication that nobody's doing.
0: Yeah. Um, There's a really narrow (laughs) window in your life where having a sword, being allowed to have a sword, and wanting to have a sword are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. because when you're young of course we all wanted swords I would ask we would go to anime conventions uh, by which I mean (coughs) almost exclusively mid Ohio Con every year with our dad and I would say father father will you buy me one of these big cool swords and most of the time the answer was no until I was old enough to get a sword and he got me a, a replica buster sword from Final Fantasy, which was unwieldy and difficult to use. And But then I did get high once and chop a watermelon with it and forget to <laughs> clean it.
1: I forgot so about
0: that. It got sticky and rusty and bad, but then also <laughs> I didn't want swords anymore. So I, I threw that in the garbage can. Like I threw it in a dumpster. The answer is the only way to throw away a sword is a dumpster, illegally dumping a sword. I would worry right in that there. if
1: that happened, someone might find it and use it in a murder. Oh. And, and there's my prints all over it. All over all it. Over. And your watermelon. And my watermelon. I would say you would have to melt it in some kind of ceremonial. That's cool, uh, and and then maybe forge a new sword for your children, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that they can carry on your you know wandering warrior
0: ways. I know people are probably wondering, was it the coolest fucking thing you've ever seen when you cut a watermelon all up with a buster sword? And the answer is yes. It's unimaginable. We did it indoors in a kitchen. It was so fucking rad
1: and the best thing I'll ever do in my whole life. And it's bad to have peaked at like 20. Is it advisable, Griffin? Like if somebody right now is eyeballing that watermelon they got from the store and their buster sword replica, would you recommend that they do it?
0: This was my, I want to say sophomore year of college, which means I was terribly high. (laughs) There was no part of this that was good. (laughs) You hear me me say, I cut up a watermelon in a big Omni Slash in our kitchen with a a replica, very, very heavy buster sword. And you think, well, that's only the kind of thing that a very high person would do. (laughs) And then you think, "Uh uh-oh, but they (laughs) shouldn't be. How many people were around you, Griffin? Everyone was around me. I'm not. I knew it was a one time thing. <laughs> Everyone gonna, was around you.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: they were supporting me. They all had a hand on me as I did it, <laughs> channeling their energy into me. Melt it down is a good one, and you can turn it into something like weak, and then then you're fine with about the murder part of
1: things. That's fair. Uh, just take it to Goodwill and be like, y'all want a sword? They probably will say yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. Take a sword. Should have a garage sale and it's just a folding table with one sword. On it. <laughs> when someone goes to buy it you're like, "Oh, I can't. I can't just sell that this to I can't you. Sell. You have to yeah. prove yourself <laughs> so
0: worthy." Let me get the owner. So, uh and by the way, they're yelling this at you from 6 feet away. So you just sort of arrange this so people can come and look at your sword. <laughs> well, prove yeah, you're charging, worthy.
1: I'm charging a mission by the way. You owe me $15.
0: Now, the, the stuff for sale is in the garage, but you got to get past me first. <laughs> Go get your so go home and get your sword. We'll cross blades. Oh shit!
1: Is yours a real Atori Hanzo?
0: Fuck. Yeah, it is. I got some cool VHSs in there that are going for a fucking song, man. But you do have to duel me right here from six feet away, which is going to be tough, man.
1: One v one. Go outside. Go outside of your yard. Uh Get a big fake rock. Okay. Jam the sword down into the big fake rock. Now, are you just assuming that in my yard? There are big fake rocks. Yeah, Travis. buy a big fake rock. Oh, okay. Why would there be, if it's in your yard, it's a real rock. Yes, that's what I was going to say. A big fake rock. You jam a sword into the big fake rock. You wait for people to pass by. Mm -hmm. They see a sword in a big fake rock. Of course, just human nature. You have to try to see if you're the one. So they go to remove the blade from the rock, and guess what they've discovered? Uh, Just a moment too late. Oh, no. Just at the wrong moment. One second too late. You've fallen into my trap, and you've touched the jelly I put all over the sword handle. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Now you're like, what do you have on your hands? Uh, Excuse (laughs) me, I'm going to sue you. I have jelly all over my hands. Why do you have any jelly on your hands? Is it trying to take the sword out of the stone? Well, that's fucking idiotic. <laughs> you're the idiot. That's You got jelly in your hands, you wear that, and you own it. That's you my stupid sword. Idiot. It's in my yard. It's, it's my sword. You don't have the right to take a sword that's mine on my Would property. Would you just walk up and try to take my bird bath to see if you're the one? No. I I bought this house to try to give myself time to get strong enough to pull the sword out of the stone. And you think you're just gonna walk up here and take it? That's why you have a jelly. That's why there's Little bees all over you right now. They they're swimming around your hands waiting for the moment to strike. Now do you want that sword. With jelly? jelly. Because I will sell it to you. <laughs> now you've bought it and your prints are all N- over.
0: No, it. you know what? I, I'll say this. Go ahead and try again. And if you can pull it out, you're right. You got jellied again. Why? You fell you, for it. You knew I knew there was jelly in there.
1: You knew there was jelly. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, my brother, my brother and me. We hope you have uh enjoyed yourself here. We've certainly had fun chatting with you um if you are so inclined uh you can head on over to uh we've got a t-shirt with our new art on it t-shirt with our old art on it to protest our new art we have some fun summer magnets mm. and uh there's still let me just check a few left of our 10th anniversary commemorative plate so you do want to get get I can't even
0: it's tough to even it is there I'll pretend. just say it's there
1: yeah. I'll just say it's there I also want to say uh if you go to uh this is just a little secret between friends between you and me if you go to theadventurezonecomic.com you can pre-order the adventure zone graphic novel book three pedals to the metal it is and I'm not just saying this our best one yet it is absolutely gorgeous and good and you will like it and it is coming out in July so don't wait pre-order it now theadventurezonecomic.com
0: uh, thanks to John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song It's a Departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, great tunes, man. Uh, crank them up over the uh, cooler that uh-huh. you have by yourself at, yep. out, out outside at a safe place. <laughs> And thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows there, uh, including The Outer Reach, a new uh, narrative uh, podcast, a short, short uh, engagement, limited engagement. Uh, that's that's really, really slick. And um, yeah. Y'all want that final?
1: You know yes, it. please. Okay.
0: It was sent in by Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. It's from Yahoo Answers user Krabby, who asks... What is the next big ring pop flavor?
1: (laughs) (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips.